From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to consider what the future holds for electronic logging devices. The federal ELD mandate has been in place for more than a year now. While the goal of that regulation was to improve compliance with driver hours of service limits, it also means that there's now a technology platform in the cab of almost every long-haul truck on the road. So where do ELDs go from here? What does the future hold for this onboard technology? Those are the questions we'll set out to answer in this episode. We've already seen ELD providers introduce many add-on applications that aren't required by the ELD mandate, but use that same technology platform to help carriers run their businesses more efficiently. Apart from electronic logs, ELD suppliers are offering applications that automate vehicle inspection reports and if to fuel tax reporting, apps that track vehicle location and monitor fuel economy, driver performance, vehicle health, and much more. And many drivers are now accessing those features right on their mobile devices. Perhaps most significantly, companies will be able to utilize all the data collected by ELDs to enhance planning and freight visibility across the entire industry. To unpack all of this, we're going to speak with a pair of guests who are helping to build this future. A bit later, we're going to bring in Jay Ranganathan, Head of Product, Data Science, and Design at Keep Trucking, one of the more successful new technology vendors that entered the industry ahead of the ELD mandate with a mobile app-based ELD system. But first, I'm thrilled to welcome Norm Ellis, a veteran of the trucking technology business who's now president of E-Road, another supplier of ELDs. Thanks for joining us, Norm. Thank you. Glad to be here. So E-Road is still a relatively new player in North America, but you're an industry veteran, having spent many years at Qualcomm and, and elsewhere in the industry. So you've really seen the trucking technology sector grow and evolve over the years. So I'd really like to just start by getting your take on how much technology has transformed the trucking industry over the past few decades, you know, including just recently with the impact of the ELD mandate. Sure, Seth. Glad to, glad to chat with you about that. You know, I think if you go back just a little bit, and we'll come to the mandate for sure, because it's obviously very critical right now. But back in the days, you know, when, when uh, you know, with technology in cab and communications in cab started in the 80s, right, there were a lot of studies done on the impact, and particularly as you got into the 90s. And, you know, I recall this from my experience that they, they thought that the advent of wireless communications in trucking specifically would have an impact of, you know, 3 to 5% on the gross GDP. That was, you know, 20 years ago they thought that. Now, again, I don't know that anybody ever proved it. But uh, there were there were testimony before Congress at the time that 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 invention of wide area communications in transportation specifically would have a profound impact on GDP, i.e., you know, just in time inventories and all the things that you can support when you know where the vehicle is, when it's going to arrive. Right. What's on the vehicle, all those kind of things. And of course, that's been being done for several decades now. And now I think what's happened with ELD is that you've expanded it now to not just the medium and large carriers, but to all carriers potentially will now have the advantage to participate in the uh, productivity increases that uh, you know, are gained by having that kind of communication capability. Yeah, it really is a remarkable you know, here in 2019 to, to think back to a, a day when, when trucks weren't wirelessly connected and when when we didn't have these communications capabilities and it was all, and we were all really just kind of operating in the dark and, you know, hoping everything is where we, we thought it would be. Uh, so we've certainly come a long way and, you know, just kind of looking now at uh, where we are with the ELD mandate, which of course just went into effect over a year ago, you know, that only requires carriers to electronically record drivers hours of service and all the other capabilities beyond that are optional. 
But this is a platform, you know, an onboard technology platform that carriers of all sizes can now use to support a lot of other capabilities to improve their businesses. So, Norm, do you see the ELD rollout really paving the way for further technology adoption, you know, especially for some of those smaller carriers that probably purchased onboard technology for the first time, really just to comply with the mandate? Yes, Seth, I'm, I most definitely do. And, and you know, I can speak from personal experience here at Erode that, you know, when we sold through the uh, uh, 2017 pre-mandate uh, of December, you know, people were taking the ELD only package because it was less expensive than the ones that had other capability in it. But we are getting every day we get calls from existing customers that say, hey, I know you can do IFTA tax. I know you can do safety management. I know you can do, you know, uh, other things, geofencing to understand where my, where my vehicles are when they arrive, when they depart for detention purposes. And we get calls every day into our customer success team where people want to upgrade because they recognize, hey, I got this platform in there. And for the extra three, four, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever it may cost to add additional capability, it's well worth the return on investment. So it's happening every day and out in the market with newer prospects that I mean, everybody's adopted now. So obviously we're taking you know, business away from competition when we can. Uh, the, the, the discussions are all more than just ELD. We've, we've, we've transgressed past that already. And we talk about ELD because they want to know that they get it and that it works. And not only is it self-certified, which everybody did, but that it actually does work and, uh, and passes the uh, muster of uh, inspections at DOT, way stations, et cetera, which we're fortunate that we do. And, uh, but they want to talk about, hey, what else can you do, right? Can, can you do geofencing? Can you do my IFTA tax reporting? Can you do uh, hard, hard braking and overspeed and all the things that, you know, some of the larger carriers and medium-sized carriers have been enjoying for, you know, a decade or more. Uh, the smaller guys now, and we tend to go after the, some of the smaller guys, as you know, probably, and uh, they, they're wanting to take advantage of that. So, yeah, we're seeing it very, very much so in the marketplace. Sure. And you, you spoke earlier to you know, some of the additional capabilities and services that uh, E-Road offers to your customer base, you know, beyond that just basic ELD uh, compliance, you know, the, the, the table stakes. Uh, so let's go into that. You know, lots of other ELD vendors offer, you know, various features beyond uh, electronic logs, you know, fleet management capabilities, mobile communications, uh, driver vehicle inspection reports, uh, if the fuel tax reporting, uh, and on and on. Uh, what types of uh, add-on services are uh, really gaining a lot of momentum at E-Road? What, what are you seeing some of the new adopters of ELDs adding first beyond ELDs? Yeah, yeah tax comes to mind almost immediately. Uh, you know, if, you're, if you have, you know, three, four, five trucks perhaps filing your taxes is, you know, fairly straightforward because you only have a few vehicles. But when you get to 10, 20, 30 and larger, that becomes a bit more onerous on the fleet to keep up with that. And of course, ours and other, other competitors, of course, have that capability. And I think once they recognize that you can get that for a, a small additional fee per month, uh, the cost they save in the back office and the fact that they know if they ever get audited, it's going to be accurate and they're not going to have to go back and pull a bunch of records out. We keep all the records for them, you know, digitized and in, in, in the cloud. They can get to them at any time they need them. Uh, so I think tax would be number one. And I think right after that uh, is, is, is safety. And they, they, they really... I want to make sure that their their drivers are, are are aren't speeding, that they're not doing hard braking and things like that. Because not only did that does that lead to potential accidents, or uh, it also impacts fuel, right? So fuel management is important, and, and the bigger fleets are very have very very sophisticated fuel management 
algorithms that they use, but the smaller guys, just by managing how the driver behaves in the vehicle, not only does it improve safety, but it really has a profound effect on uh, on fuel and the MPG that they get. And that's a big part goes right to the bottom line when you start going up from five MPG or six to seven, eight or nine. And a lot of that can be done just on how the driver is you know, working with the vehicle. Here's how to start playing Transport Topics on your smart speaker in three easy steps. Step one, search Transport Topics in your Alexa app. Step two, enable. Step three, simply say to your Alexa device, Alexa, open Transport Topics, or Alexa, what's the latest from Transport Topics? Voila, now you're ready to get your one minute briefing. And of course, all the uh, new adopters of, of technology, all the, the carriers out there of, of all sizes, uh, especially in the smaller uh, side of the business that didn't have onboard technology, certainly had a lot of uh, options uh, in the marketplace uh, leading up to the mandate. And we certainly saw just a huge flood of new technology companies uh, enter the trucking industry with all kinds of different products uh, to help carriers comply with the ELD rule. Uh, and, and E-Road has been one of the successful stories from that. You know, not all of these companies are going to uh, uh, last, of course. Uh, but uh, what does it take to uh, to stand out in such a you know a big field? Uh, I mean, what do you think uh, were the lessons learned from from the rollout and and what uh, carriers were really looking for at that point? Yeah, gr- great question, Seth. And you know, I think. Uh, usability is absolutely essential, particularly for smaller fleets that have not you know, used technology in the past. If you're a bigger fleet and you had it for a while with one of the other competitors, and it's, it's not that big of a transition for some of your uh, drivers. But if you're a smaller guy and you were doing paper, like many of them were, of course, uh, the ease of use of the product is, has been uh, really critical. And, and we're, we're very fortunate at Eero that the way it was designed uh, – uh, really makes it we can we can train a driver who never used technology before in as little as five or ten minutes and and once they start using it they go back to their dispatch and driver managers and say hey you know I don't know what I was missing uh, this is really great because at the end of the day I come in I can sign off and my record's complete and I don't have to go back and fill anything in and uh, when they get pulled over at a way station if they do get inspected uh, it goes very very smoothly they're in and out in, in minutes and uh, versus a oh, long drawn out uh, inspection. Uh, so uh, that usability has been, been really important, I think. And the second thing is uh, reliability. And we have, you know, 99.9% uptime. And I think that was one of, we're one of the leaders in the industry in that area. And the fact that it works every day, you, know, you kind of take it for granted because, you know, you, you and I both, you know, use technology a lot in our, in our roles and it's, it's pretty reliable, right? But in the mobile environment, it always hasn't been as reliable. And I think there's still situations out there today where, People are having challenges with Bluetooth connecting and other things in, in this B2B uh, environment. And uh, in our case, we're hardwired to the ECM. So when the truck powers on, our device comes on, right? And it works every day. And uh, so I think the usability being number one, because that's the interface to the driver. Uh, and then two, reliability, that it works every day are two really critical things that have been helpful. And I think our, our customers really tend to appreciate. Okay. And, you know, of course, everybody who is required to have an ELD hopefully is, is using an ELD now. Uh, and I think that uh, adoption and, uh, it was uh, pretty much uh, across the industry. And uh, for, for the most part, everybody who's required to have an ELD is using one now. So, of course, uh, from, from a technology vendor uh, perspective, 
uh, you're now uh, looking at uh, maybe uh, you know competing with other vendors, but also you know a big part of the business it becomes just providing service and support for all those systems that are out in the field. Uh, do you see that as a, a big part of your business moving forward, just just supporting those uh, existing units that are out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the fact that that we have that level of reliability that I mentioned earlier helps that you know the system is up and working very, very low RMA rates of so the hardware is, is well built. You know, we, we're, we're a bit unique, perhaps, that you know, we have a, a tethered device that, that tethers into the truck. And, and a lot of the, our competitors are BYOD, so they bring their own device. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, there are, there are advantages that when you have that. You can do signature capture and other things outside of the vehicle. But you also have that, the, the connectivity thing that, that plays in, the, uh, does, it, does it connect every time appropriately, et cetera. In our case, uh, it does because it, it's, it's hardwired to the vehicle. So, yeah, I think, you know, support and customer satisfaction is is critically important. It's certainly important to E-Road, and I know it's important to our competitors, but who's really good at it and your ability to to diagnose things over the air if you do have a an issue. And, you know, with ECMs, uh, Seth, you know, you, you get you get false positives sometimes from the engine, right? So it's not it's not our technology or even a competitor's technology per se, the engine may send you a signal you're not used to seeing, right? So you got to be able to diagnose that. So people that have those kind of capabilities to do over-the-air diagnostics and to do over-the-air software updates, which most people do, uh, so that's good. Uh, I think that helps that customer experience really improve, and you're able to to you know rectify something that's going uh, adversely out in the vehicle and do it in near real time, which keeps that vehicle productive, right? And not having to come back in to be swapped out with another piece of hardware or you know, get another another portable device uh, if you if, if you had one nearby that you could use. Uh, so that connectivity and the and the reliability and consistency of it is critically important, I think, to uh, to to a carrier's ability to be productive and to a vendor's ability to be uh, a good support partner. Great. I want to go back to one of your uh, earlier comments about uh, you know the. I guess level of technology that some of the larger fleets, some of the larger trucking fleets have had really for many years, even decades now, you know, of course, electronic logs, but also just telematics, fleet tracking, all kinds of, uh, you know, increasingly sophisticated forms of fleet management, more and more data, more and more information. And that's been out there, like you said, for, you know, a lot of the big fleets have been doing that for quite a while now. Uh, but now that we have uh, an industry-wide ELD rollout, we have pretty much the complete ubiquity of uh, smart devices, uh, apps. A lot of these same types of features are becoming more and more accessible to smaller carriers too. So Norm, I want to get your thought on how you think that might change the competitive landscape in the trucking business, or at least help the small guy remain competitive in this business. Yeah, so I think I think it does put give the small smaller carrier the opportunity to, to compete, you know, when they can share data with the with, uh, different third-party providers, let's say, in the industry, whether they're brokers or they're transportation uh, logistics providers that are, you know, managing, uh, you know, uh, third-party loads or even their own loads, for that matter, having the ability to connect back into that and and give them the same visibility that, you know, only the medium and larger carriers could give them, you know, a, a five years ago or three years ago or or even before that, I think is is, is, is really important. And, I think it does it does level the playing field from that regard where you know a guy with 100 trucks, 50 trucks, 10 trucks can now look as big as a guy with 1000 relative to their ability to be to share data and to uh, effectively participate in the supply chain 
with uh, with other other large carriers. And you know, uh, we we built specific programs that allow for that. We have a, a e-road share program where it allows our our customers to share data. It's their data, and, and it's uh, we let them manage it. But you know, it, we 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 built tools that allow them to connect into third parties that they authorize to share that data, right? Specifically, so they can participate. So yeah, I think it's. It, ha- it has a profound effect uh, and will continue to. And uh, I think it's healthy for the industry from a safety standpoint, certainly. And um, also for productivity. I think, you know, uh, productivity will continue to increase. I know there's been a lot of discussions that, you know, they can't drive as many miles and, and things like that. And I think that gets way overweighed with the benefits they get uh, when they are really optimized and participating, like I mentioned earlier. So, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. And I think the future is really bright. And on that note, uh, Norm, of course, you've uh, really been at the the forefront of technology uh, adoption uh, in this industry for uh, quite a long time now. Uh, so I just want to get your final thoughts on how you see technology continuing to shape the trucking industry in the in the years and decades ahead. Yeah, I think you'll you'll see as as IoT becomes even more more prevalent than it is now, you'll see additional capability to be tracking things inside the trailer, not just the trailer, because that's been available for a while, as you know, but I think be able to, to see what's inside there, what, 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 you know, material is in, in the vehicle and uh, that will all improve productivity some more at the manufacturing level and at the distribution level. I think advanced safety technologies, like you've already seen Seth, you know, uh, with cameras and other things that have started to could be very popular. And I think it, uh, has has helped shape the industry some more. So I think you'll see that converge. And I think you'll see the analytics side come to life even more. Some of the big carriers have been doing some pretty advanced analytics for a while. But I think you'll see analytics become more popular uh, in the mainstream of the of the transportation area as a result of the data that's being collected. And as you analyze that data, uh, there's there's unfolded, uh, you know, a benefit from that, right, for, for studying many, many things, freight flows, congestion on down the line. And I think it's going to have a profound impact on the future of our country and uh, our ability to be competitive worldwide. Well, it'll certainly be fun to watch. Uh, never a, a dull moment in, in this industry these days. So thanks again for uh, sharing your, your insights and your experience. Uh, a lot of uh, really interesting perspective. Uh, thanks again, Norm. No worries, Steph. Thank you for the opportunity. Take care and have a great day. Hello, I'm Dan Ronan, the host of Transport Topics Radio on Sirius XM Channel 146 every Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m., and then again on Sunday between 12 noon and 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll join me as every week we bring you the high-quality journalism that you've come to expect at Transport Topics and bring it to you on the radio. For more information about the next program and to get your free 30-day access code, head to ttn.com. WS forward slash radio one. That's TTN dot WS forward slash radio one. Thanks for listening. Next on Road Signs, we're thrilled to welcome Jay Ranganathan, head of product, data science, and design at Keep Truckin', an ELD supplier. Thanks for joining the program, Jay. Thank you for having me here. So the ELD mandate has been in place for more than a year now, and most long haul trucks now have some kind of technology platform in their cabs. So what's next for ELDs and in-cab technology? You know, do you believe that the small and mid-sized carriers who adopted ELDs because they had to in order to comply with the regulation will now go further and add more services to improve and automate other aspects of their businesses? Great question. First of all, uh, while the ELD mandate has been around for a year, there's still a substantial number of um, 
vehicles that are going to be adding ELD to their systems over the coming year. Uh, this is driven by a few factors, uh, the, con- the end of the AOBRD extension, as well as uh, interstate mandates kicking in. And finally, I think you all know that Canada has been talking about uh, implementing its own uh, mandate, and that's going to affect fleets that operate across the United States and Canada for sure. So there's still more work to be done on the uh, ELD side alone, and we have to make sure to handle all the needs of customers in those areas. But you're absolutely right. Um, ELDs are really, uh, in many ways, a gateway. Um, what you get with the ELD is a pretty rich set of sensors uh, that can help you optimize various aspects of your business. This is um, Telematics data has generally been used by larger carriers traditionally, um, but the ELD is actually made. Uh, the ELD, in addition to uh, modern technologies such as cell phones, has made it possible to have the same kinds of rich telematics access to smaller fleets. Uh, this allows you to do everything from optimizing things like fuel usage to utilization rates and vehicle downtime. And uh, one of the big things that you do get out of all of this data is uh, benchmarks, population benchmarks across uh, multiple fleets. So you can start understanding how uh, you're doing relative to your peers and start optimizing the areas of your business where you are either ahead or behind than in terms of your opt- uh, opportunities. Absolutely, certainly, uh, like you said, is a, is a gateway to a lot more capabilities, analytics, new features and applications you can, go, you can add beyond the core electronic logging uh, requirement. So uh, on that topic, I'm curious to see, uh, to learn more about what you've seen at Keep Trucking. You know, how many of your customers today are ELD only and how many of them are utilizing other features and applications uh, to improve other areas of their business? Uh, while we started off clearly f- uh, focused on the ELD market, we ourselves rapidly expanded to provide more capabilities. Uh, this includes everything from uh, asset management, uh, basic navigation capabilities, uh, uh, communication and messaging, as well as utilization reports. Um, but along with the core set of things that we provide, we also invested heavily in our partnership ecosystem. So we have um, an app marketplace that allows our uh, fleets to connect to other applications of interest to them. And as a representative uh, example, right now, we have more than 100,000 trucks today that are using at least one integration outside of our core business with a partner. Uh, within within three months, we got folks doing this. So it's very clear that uh, while the ELD mandate is what drove our adoption, people immediately realize the value they can get by integrating with our partners, using our other capabilities, things of that nature. Uh, It's been a rocket ship in terms of how much people leverage our app marketplace ecosystem right now. Well, that's fascinating. And I have to ask you, you know, what types of applications um, do you find are most popular beyond the the core ELD? Among your customers, what what are maybe the second and third applications that that are most popular for them right now? So there are applications within the context of our uh, fleet management solution. Uh, This uh, includes asset tracking, dispatch, uh, document management, uh, things of that nature. Uh, But um, in the marketplace side, we're also seeing a lot of uptake for navigation apps, uh, fuel management uh, apps, as well as uh, maintenance apps. Of course, uh, TMSs are prevalent and uh, uh, TMS integrations are becoming du jour for us. We have we work with many TMS vendors to make sure that they're uh, fully integrated with our systems as well. But these are the class, class of apps that we see most often being used in conjunction with our work. Yeah, many of the features that some of the large carriers in the trucking industry have been 
using for a long time, but increasingly a lot of this, uh, you know, these capabilities are more available to, to the smaller players. That's exactly right. Uh, and in fact, uh, I think many of the things I'm talking about are not news to large enterprise uh, carriers, but in the small to mid mid-size uh, fleet segment are somewhat uh, new to their operations. And they're clearly uh, jumping on with a great fervor now that it's easy to access these capabilities. Sure. And you know, another capability that's really kind of gotten a lot of momentum lately in the trucking industry is onboard video. Mm-hmm. And Trucking, of course, it recently introduced a dash cam that connects with the ELD. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you hear about liability protection, you hear about driver safety, driver coaching as some of the uh, reasons for the adoption of, of onboard video. So why did Keep Trucking decide to get into that uh, aspect of the business? And do you see it becoming more and more common in the years ahead? Yeah. So if you think about the uh, ELD mandate itself, its primary purpose was to improve safety. Uh, we tend to think of ELD mandate as something, ELDs are something to do with compliance, but if you get to the root of the matter, it's all about safety. And we saw this, the camera as a natural extension uh, on what we were doing before. In fact, uh, recently, I think the AAA published a report which suggested that uh, when dash cams are deployed, uh, they reduce incident rates by nearly 20x, which is a huge, huge amount of uh, uh, of uh, accident reduction. So we see this as a great opportunity to make an impact on safety. And by the way, you know, safety is super important because it makes our highways safer. It also has a direct uh, financial impact to fleets. Um, more and more insurance companies are thinking about how to leverage these kinds of data uh, to reduce insurance rates. That c- comes both in two, two ways. One is from a pure, um, when an incident happens, how do you handle that most effectively? How do you understand what happened? How do you make sure it's handled uh, quickly and effectively safely? But also just when you come into prevention, there's so much you can do when you start understanding patterns of behavior and being able to give very specific guided feedback um, in potentially uh, very quickly after any incident happens. Like for example, you have a heartbreak because you followed too closely to the car in front of you. Um, If we have the camera capability, we understand the context in which a vehicle is operating we can give drivers immediate feedback saying, hey, this is what happened and this is why you should keep a certain distance from your truck, uh, car in front of you or what have you. So that combination of being able to handle incidents when they happen uh, cleanly and being able to give a much more uh, guided um, and targeted education, we really believe is going to be a dramatic uh, improvement in safety, which results in um, you know drivers being happier, reducing insurance costs, uh, so for us, it's just a natural uh, extension of what we do, and we do expect this to be growing quite dramatically across trucking in the United States. Yeah. Next, I want to talk a little bit about the ELD market and and just the number, the sheer number of players that uh, entered the space. Uh, you know, really in the years and months you know, leading up to the mandate, there was just a you know an influx of of new companies that that jumped into to this industry ahead of that. Um, you know, the last time I looked, there were more than 400 different ELDs or, or product variants listed on uh, FMCSA's online ELD registry. We count it regularly. <laughs> yes, right. And, and uh, of course, not all of those products caught on. Uh, it's just way, way too many. Uh, but uh, Keep Trucking is one of the suppliers that really did get a lot of, of traction uh, as the industry went through this process. So how do you differentiate, differentiate yourself as an ELD supplier really in such a crowded market? Well, we think of this in three ways. Um, first of all, we may want to make sure that the services we provide go beyond 
pure compliance uh, management. And so we try to make sure that once we have this ELD and the set of capabilities you're unlocking is significantly greater than just managing your mandate requirements. Uh, that's one aspect which is pretty appealing to our customers. Uh, additionally, let's be honest, like things like the mandate are all points of friction for a trucker who's trying to do his or her job. Um, they're not they, they're not trying to spend their time like learning a complex application and figuring out how to use it. Uh, they want it to be minimally invasive in their life. They want it to be really easy to use so that they can get along, get on with doing what they're there to do, which is move the truck from one place to another. And so uh, we spent a lot of time and energy trying to make sure that the experience is really simple, easy to use, and gets out of the way as quickly as possible when uh, it doesn't need to be in interfering with their operations, but it's available very easily when they do need us. Um, but this goes beyond just the product experience. This also goes into things like the support experience. If you ever have an issue, uh, we made it super easy in the app to identify and press a button to call us so that a support agent is available 24 seven of course, trucking doesn't operate in like 95 schedules. It operates all day long. And so we want to make sure that there's really good support. If there's a problem, we're always on hand to answer it. This is how we think about it. Really high quality customer experience, uh, both in the product and in the support and a rich set of capabilities that makes us uh, more valuable than just meeting the compliance requirements. I think that's really the uh, set of things we did that distinguished us in the market and allowed us to succeed. Okay. And with all these different uh, companies that have offered and, and introduced ELD products. Do you think we'll see more consolidation in the market, you know, just given the high number of suppliers out there? Yeah, I, I find it, uh, obviously, I'm not going to try to be Nostradamus here, but uh, uh, I do find it hard to believe that uh, we're going to have 440 ELD options next year uh, as an instance. Uh, we've already started to see some of this. There's been a few companies that have decided to get out of this space uh, and it's I expect that will continue to accelerate over the coming years and uh, months and years um, but I certainly don't want to prognosticate too much about my ability to predict the future I definitely don't think we're going to be at 440 next year let's put it that way <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it all yep. shakes out as a there's a market that does need to um, sort itself out yep. a little bit and I think, I think it'll I, you know be determined in large part by by what happens in the field and right and, uh, what the fleet's experience and, yeah, and I do. Experience. I will say that I think uh, being purely focused on the ELD side of the house and providing no uh, other sophisticated functionality will be a limiting factor for many of these companies' growth. So it's going to, I think, if you're going to make the investment in ELD, the expectation of having a richer set of functionality in your toolbox will just be uh, uh, given for most of the fleets who choose to buy these uh, solutions. Sure. And what we've seen really with the, the implementation of the mandate and, and how the ELD market has changed, it's really changed uh, at least what some of the vendors are doing with the way that they deliver the technology. So traditionally, many of the large fleets that have been using onboard computers or electronic logging systems in some cases for you know even decades, they've, they've typically used hardwired in-cab terminals and there's still a lot, of, a lot of large fleets that are doing that, uh, that, that still prefer that. But really with the mandate, we've seen a lot of the smaller carriers gravitate more toward using phones and tablets as the in-cab display that the driver's using. And that's the cape case uh, with, um, that is the case with Keep Trucking and, and many of the other vendors that are out there, the newer ones that have entered the industry. So in your perspective, Jay, just how much has the use of mobile devices opened up the ELD market 
especially for those independent drivers and small fleets? Uh, I actually think this is completely game changing. Uh, it's not something that people spend, tend to spend a lot of time thinking about, but of course, mobile devices are even in the complete in, in the worldwide economy. They're not that old in the grand scheme of things. You know, Apple's first phones came out in 2007 or something like this, uh, 2006, 2007. And uh, so it's not like uh, some historical dinosaur, which we just suddenly started uh, noticing. Uh, but there's been some profound uh, reasons why the cell phone is going to be a uh, uh, game changer here. First of all, it lowers the cost of uh, the barrier to entry dramatically. Now the pricing... Uh, we can manage with mobile devices being pervasive uh, is much, much lower uh, than what you'd have to do with some of those traditional solutions. But it's not just a pricing thing. It's also the flexibility that a mobile device provides. It has a internet connection at all times. It's uh, a platform. You can have many different apps where traditionally one of those hardware systems required you to have every app come from the developer of the hardware systems and updating that was something that you'd only do very, very rarely. Mobile devices get uh, replenished every couple of years. So you're getting the latest generation of capabilities all the time in your fingertips. Additionally, you want the best of breed mapping solution. You can put that in your app next to your ELD app. You want the best of breed fuel management solution. You can put that in your app. You get to pick and choose the best components, which is honestly something which is not very easy to do in the past. Um, and by the way, additionally, the mobile device is flexible. You can take it out of your truck. If you want to take photos for vehicle inspection, you couldn't really lug the legacy devices out of the truck and do that. You can just take your uh, phone out and take stuck, uh, snapping photos outside. So there's just a sea change in the flexibility that the mobile device platform provides with its continuous internet connectivity, the ability to install any app that you'd like, and the being able to move it as you see fit. Uh, it's just uh, unlocks a world of opportunity from for anybody here in the running these fleets. Sure. And one final question for you, Jay. So now that we have ELDs really permeating uh, across the, the trucking industry and uh, really lots of additional technology and applications, as we've discussed uh, on top of that, the industry as a result is really beginning to capture even more data on freight operations. Mm -hmm. So I want to get your thought on on where that's heading. You know, How will companies like Keep Trucking and, and your carrier customers use this information in the years ahead now that we're capturing all this additional information yeah so uh, you're absolutely right um the data from elds do create a game-changing opportunity i believe we're actually at the cusp of a, a small revolution in trucking in terms of the ability to optimize your operations and this comes down to roughly you know the way we think about there's three major pieces here how do you identify operational issues in your fleets uh, or predict them before they happen how do you address them? And then how do you monitor progress against these uh, issues? Uh, this uh, spans uh, the gamut from your fleet vehicle maintenance uh, and fuel usage to how you um, understand when to um, move your assets from one location to another uh, to safety. Uh, there, and even navigation and routing are gonna change dramatically when you have the uh, incredible flexibility of saying, hey, I, I can see my, based on my HOS clock and the time I need to get to this delivery point and the traffic that's building up and the weather patterns, I can dynamically keep update, updating my route and my ETAs. So I know exactly uh, how far out I'm going to be, when I'm going to have to make up time, when I'm going to be late, when I, can, when I need to call the shipper. Uh, there's so much power you get when you have this like super continuous uh, data stream that allows you to do a much better job identifying problems, a much better job addressing them 
and a much better job monitoring progress against these things. I really think this is going to permeate every aspect of a fleet's operations over time. Certainly a lot of opportunity to do more and more with the information that we're capturing, and it will certainly be fun to watch. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for taking your time. Always appreciate getting your, your insights and, and uh, taking some time out to chat with us. Again, thank you for having me. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's review what we've learned and reconsider our original question of what the future holds for ELDs. The ELD mandate marked a major shift in technology adoption as carriers moved away from paper logbooks and installed various forms of e-log devices in their trucks. But this is only the beginning. There's now an opportunity to use these technology platforms for so much more. Capabilities that used to be available only to larger fleets are now increasingly accessible to small carriers and individual drivers. And the industry now can benefit from improved visibility to vehicle location, shipment status, and freight hauling capacity. In the coming years, we'll see fleets and technology companies develop new ways to harness this data that is now available through ELDs. Carriers and logistics planners should be able to make better dispatching decisions based on better information, resulting in a more efficient industry for shippers, fleets, drivers, and everyone involved in the transport of goods. The next episode of Road Science will go one step further by exploring the potential for artificial intelligence and machine learning in the transportation industry. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. 